0: Famous, my girl, show.
1: Sitting here doing show prep And I'm reading all of these stories On supposedly reputable news sites About Kim Kardashian Like who the hell is she? Why is she famous? Why should I care about her? What relevance does she have to society? A lot of questions I'll probably never have the answer to Oh well, it's January 8th, 2013 He's been shunned by commercial radio unable to be bought and paid for by corporate america and running on the fossil fuel of common sense for those of us that choose to live dangerously in the radical middle welcome to the zip code famous michael graff show now, oh. what America is talking about? Is this a story that we're supposed to be covering? I didn't get the memo. I don't understand why Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are somehow something that is supposed to be on the front pages of news sites, or at least even covered on a news site. That's That used to be, even when I was a kid, even when I was like in high school, stuff like that was relegated to tabloids. News like this was on Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood, A Current Affair, or whatever show was on at the time. It was stuff that was talked about by Maury Povich, not actual journalists. I know Maury Povich is considered at one point an actual journalist. I don't know why. Now he just has uh, shows like Who's Your Daddy, where he gets a bunch of people on and they have paternity tests. But that was the kind of guy that used to talk about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and gossip about that. But now I guess that's part of the mainstream media. That's the kind of stuff that's on regular news sites. I guess because news sites are just going based upon what people are interested in. I guess that's what I'm supposed to talk about. I guess that's what you people are interested in. That's that's what we're gonna do from now on on this show. We're just gonna talk about celebrity gossip and we're gonna talk about what's going on. I'm gonna give you the daily dish or the daily dirt or um, the the sixty minutes of sleaze or what we're gonna do that from now on on this show because I give up, I surrender. You know we have tax hikes coming down the pike. We've got gun control laws. We've got, uh, we, we've got wars still going on, believe it or not. And I know that this isn't really covered on the news anymore, but we still have troops in Afghanistan and Iraq. We still have people that actually die over there. And not just people from this country, but people from the, from the U.K., People from Australia? We have Afghanistan and Iraqi citizens that die. No, 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 that's not newsworthy, really. I mean, yeah, well, that gets some coverage. And, you know, the Talking head shows certainly talk about it. Sean Hannity and all these other guys. But, you know, in terms of, like, what's in the newspaper? Eh. Yeah, a few stories about corruption. But, nah, mostly it's entertainment crap. Mostly. So I guess that's what we're supposed to talk about. So from now on, that's what we're going to do on this show. The Michael Groff Show is now going to be your celebrity gossip hub. Anything that's going on in Hollywood, anything that's going on with uh, entertainment news, you can get it right here. This is the place to turn. This is the podcast for you from now on because I'm turning over a brand new leaf. <laughs> I, I, I must admit, I couldn't be more sincere about this. Up until a couple of years ago, I had no idea who Kim Kardashian was or why she was famous. To this day, I still don't know. I guess she was in a porn movie. I never saw it. I guess she did a a sex tape. And I I think that's how she got on the map. And then I know she did have a reality show. And I do remember that. She had a reality show. And I did see a couple of clips of it. Um, I know that we talked about it once. um, I think even on the podcast like a year and a half or two years ago. And I think that's the last the last time anyone has ever really sincerely talked about Kim Kardashian, at least out of this studio. And I know that she was dating a football player. I think she was with Reggie Bush for a while. And now she's with Kanye West. And I, I must admit, I cannot possibly think of two people that really deserve each other more than Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. And I'm being totally serious about this because... Apparently, these are two of the biggest well, we know Kanye West is the biggest narcissist on planet Earth, and probably number two is Kim Kardashian. And they now they're having a child together, the over under on the number of weeks that they're still going to be together. Uh, do you think that they're actually still going to be together when that child is born? The only person I really feel sorry for is that baby. Yeah, I know that baby's going to be set in terms of financially. Well, Kim Kardashian's going to blow through any money that she has. And Kanye West, probably too. Now that I think about it, I'm act- I feel sorry for that kid. You're not you're not starting out with the best gene pool. You're starting out with somebody who, as we as far as I know, is nothing more than a reality show uh, chick and a a porn star, basically not a, not like a glorified not a real porn star, but somebody that did a sex tape. That's your mother. And your father is a, um, is a narcissistic, bad musician who thinks he's like the greatest thing ever. He thinks he's better than, I don't know, the Beatles or whatever. He's like the greatest thing. He's so good that he can actually interrupt somebody that has produced music that somebody actually wants to hear. Remember, he, was, uh, he got up there and interrupted Taylor Swift. And I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but what an absolute jackass even President Obama called Kanye West a jackass there you go even the president thinks he's a jackass <laughs> so uh, that's that's who I uh, I really do feel sorry for that kid it's talk about starting out behind the eight ball my goodness No, oh, well so there you go I, I, but really I couldn't think of a match more made in heaven or hell than those two And they say they bought like a, um, I guess they're getting a 14,000 acre estate valued at more than $12 million. And they're doing this, they say, because they want to have privacy. They want privacy. The two biggest narcissists on planet Earth, one person who had a camera following her around all the time, even videotaped her own sex acts for distribution. And then the other guy who has to have the limelight all the time, you're going to tell me those two want privacy? Really? (laughs) Celebrities. Oh, my God. I I mean, some of these people are are just, they're crazy. They're actually crazy. They're more crazy than the guy that stole the $1.29 honey bun the other day. That's how crazy some of these celebrities are. All right, so there you go. That's your celebrity gossip. Expect more of that from now on on this podcast because based on what I'm reading and based on all the different sites I go to, that's what people want to see and hear. This is what they want. So th- that's what you're going to get from me. You, my audience, the specific audience to this podcast may not want this. But if you don't want it, here's what I suggest you do. Don't tell me about it. Go to, um, go to um, Fox News. Go to CNN, go to MSNBC, go to your local news affiliates. Go to the gatekeepers of news across the world and let them know that this is the kind of crap that you're not going to tolerate anymore. You don't want this. You actually want to know what's going... How many people died in Iraq today? That's what we want to know. We want to know what's going on with the budget. We want to know what's going on with Congress. We want to know... We want to know what's going on, and not just that stuff either, but something that's actually newsworthy. Now, listen, I I know I, <laughs> I know what you're going to say, Mike. You are the podcast that did a story about a guy who wrote a book about having sex with dolphins the other day. So don't try and lecture us about what is news and what is not. I'm just saying, look, uh, the look uh, for I'm going to defend the dolphin story first of all, if I may. I'm going to defend my choice to go with a guy having sex with dolphins because I must admit of all the bestiality stories I've ever done on this show and there have been many of all the stories I've done about people that are engaged in bestiality that is the first time I have ever heard of anyone who wanted to have sex with a fish that to me was newsworthy that I would much rather do a story about bestiality with fish than a story about Kanye West and Kim Kardashian having a child To me, sex with animals greater than two people that shouldn't be having children having children. Thank you. We do actually have some substantive things to talk about as well on the show. And I I actually have a lot of stuff to play for you. It's a a jam-packed show. Welcome in, the zip code famous Michael Groff show. It's uh, Tuesday, January 8th, twenty. 13 mike at kmgx.com our email address it is mike at kmgx.com michael groff show aol instant messenger groff show on google talk michael groff the handle on twitter and for everything else michael groff related you can always go to the one and only michael while you're there uh feel free to post on our um on our uh, on this or any other podcast you can always uh, donate to this program. All of your donations are greatly appreciated. And, you know, we, we can even keep those confidential if you want. Or, you know, we'll say your name or whatever you want to donate for. You know, we've had people donate uh, just so that they can get their bumpers played. They, they have specific bumpers or specific things they want played on the air. And we'll do that too. You know, just like Kim Kardashian, I'm just as, I'll be a whore also. I will gladly whore out my show for people that want to make donations. Because I appreciate the listeners, and quite frankly, it's um, this is a show that we build together. Sappy as that may sound, it is the truth. While I am the ringmaster, the shot caller, so to speak, of this show, your contributions, both monetarily and content-wise, always appreciated, and it helps this program grow and flower and bloom. And certainly, I do appreciate it. All right, uh, 2012, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, as well as the National Weather Service, 2012 was the warmest year on record. Get ready, because Al Gore is going to come out of the woodwork and start running around and screaming this. And here we go with man called global warming. He's going to come out with this again, because, yes... Uh, the U.S. saw the warmest temperatures ever recorded and the second most extreme weather events during the past year. Now, I've been sitting here kind of scratching my head. I don't remember all of the extreme weather that went on this year. Obviously, Superstorm Sandy comes to mind first and certainly a couple of the tropical storms that hit the southeast U.S. that dumped a lot of rain. I do remember that. And I know there were uh, there were some tornadoes that ravaged the southeast in December, in mid and late December, Mississippi, Alabama, a lot of people were injured and killed in uh, tornadic events, and I do remember that. And it was a hot summer across much of the nation. St. Louis had its hottest July, not only on record, but they had their actually their hottest summer ever recorded in St. Louis, Missouri, and a lot of the um, the Midwest saw a very hot summer. So I, I I know that, but other than that, I don't really remember an abnormal amount of tornadoes per se. I don't remember an abnormal amount of rainfall. Again, aside from what I just mentioned, I just remember a couple of things. Like I gave you a few things right there and that was about it. I guess there were probably a lot of record highs that were broken in March. I remember, I guess was warm. I mean, there was, there was some events. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just sort of forgetting a lot of stuff or I'm just leaving some things out. It just seemed like 2011 and 2010 were far more violent weather-wise, but uh, I don't know, I could be wrong. Obviously, I am because this is what uh, Noah is telling us. So look for the global warming people to come forward. Look for more of these people to say, see, this is just more empirical evidence to show that man-caused global warming is spiraling out of control and we have to do something now and we may be uh, past the point of no return on all of this. We still don't know exactly what causes all of this, incidentally. We are assuming that man is the sole contributor to the increase in temperatures and to the increase in violent weather. We haven't even considered the possibility of the solar cycles. Like we are, I think we're entering a solar maximum or we've been in a solar maximum. So that might contribute something to it. The temperature increases, what I find interesting about that is the means in which we use to measure temperature and the locations that we use to measure temperature have um, changed. So we measure temperature over a blacktop surface. We measure temperature in areas surrounded by steel and concrete and blacktop rather than areas that have grass or rather than areas that are kind of neutral to measure temperatures around trees and whatnot because all of the official recording stations are generally at airports. So where do you think temperatures are going to be warmest? Like for example, in the Phoenix metro area, I have a, I have a thermometer here at uh, the zip code famous Michael Groff show studio and it measures temperature and the low temperature at this location is always at least five degrees cooler than that of the airport. Now, the high temperature is fairly close to the airport within a degree or two one way or the other, but the low is always at least five degrees cooler because I'm not surrounded by concrete and steel. Yeah, there's a street outside. Yeah, there's a driveway, but I also have grass. There's also trees. You don't have that at the airport. That's why the airport is always the warmest place. So you just have to think about the way that temperature is measured. You have to think about the the Conditions at which it's measured. So I'm not denying that temperatures across the globe may, in fact, be getting warmer. But the cause being man-made, we don't know that. You had that massive volcano that erupted in Iceland last year. Remember that volcano with the with the name that looked like an eye chart? And, you know, you had, um, you've had all of these uh, solar uh, anomalies. You've had other volcanic uh, eruptions that are going on. And you don't even consider the natural cycle of planet Earth. Temperature's warm, temperature's cool. These are things that we're talking about. We've been measuring temperature on planet Earth in earnest. On a grand scale, we've been measuring temperature for 150 years. And now we're going to go, well, based on our 150 years of measurement... And the fact that during that time, we have more industrialization and we have more urbanization. Therefore, it is man that has changed the climate of planet Earth. 150 years is not climate. 150 years is a a measurement of weather that has occurred over a period of time. And certainly, you can make observations based on that time saying, yeah, it's gotten warmer. Okay. So... Jumping to a conclusion that I don't understand the correlation between, all right, it's gotten warmer and man has become more civilized. Therefore, man is the cause of climate change. That's a a bit of an interesting conclusion, wouldn't you say? Of course, the number one greenhouse gas on planet Earth, you know what it actually is? Water vapor. Yeah, that's the number one greenhouse gas. You know where you find all the water vapor? It's over the Earth's oceans. Maybe we ought to stop all this water vapor. <laughs> oh, well. what you, you know, you can't talk science with a lot of these people because they believe in the junk science. They go, well, we have more cars, and cars produce carbon monoxide and uh, and sulfur dioxide, and that's... I'm not saying, by the way, I just want to make it very clear. I'm not saying that polluting the atmosphere is a good idea or that it helps. I'm not saying that um, what we do to our oceans is not a bad environmental idea. I'm not saying that we don't need to change our environmental policies. But to associate our environmental policies with the climate of planet Earth is junk science. It is a a correlation that is used as a scare tactic, and you have to ask the question, why is it being used as a scare tactic, and what is the ultimate purpose? Well, for Al Gore, the ultimate purpose is money, selling carbon credits. You can't tell me, you cannot look me in the face and tell me that the carbon credit system that they develop in England And this thing that Al Gore has come up with and all this. You can't tell me that that's not just a complete bunch of BS designed to make money. You can't tell me it's not a scam. Look me in the face, straight faced, and tell me that it's not a scam. It's it's laughable. We've documented how stupid that is over the years. And we'll continue to do so. Remember Ted Turner even came out and said, by the year 2030, we're going to have barren farmlands and people are going to be scrambling. The people are going to become nomadic. And by the year 2050, we're all going to be feeding off each other. And you won't even recognize the landscape of planet Earth. Yeah, you will. Barring a nuclear war, there is no way that climate and that everything is going to change that much. Give me a break. Like, you can really stop Mother Nature anyway. Tell you what, there's going to be some global warming rolling into the southwest U.S. this weekend. Temperatures are going to be cold. Like, nearly record cold here this weekend. So, I I hope I don't hear too much about global warming while I'm bundled up in layers of clothing when it's 25 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona. My goodness. All right, look, i got to take a break. And when we continue, I've got a lot of stuff to play for you, including... Alex Jones made an appearance on Piers Morgan, and I I think this is legendary. This is the kind of stuff that is TV gold. I'm going to play some of this audio for you. It is fantastic. Two nut jobs going at each other. Fantastic. I am compelled. And Congress has reached an all-time low. Approval rating, almost as low as it can possibly get. Remember how we talked about this a couple of years ago and Congress was down around 20% and 19 and 17% approval rating? Yes, they're even lower than that now. How unpopular is Congress? People, there's a list of things that people would rather have or do. Or I'll give you an example. Head lice is considered more popular than Congress. Colonoscopies. Do you think people would rather have a colonoscopy? Or do you think Congress beat colonoscopies in popularity? We'll find out. There's a tease for you. People always say in radio, you need to do a tease. You need to do something to keep people listening. My my theory has always been your show should be good enough to where you don't have to do stupid teases. But Some program director will hear this and they'll go, I've got to hire this guy because he knows how to do a tease. Colonoscopies, were they more popular than Congress? Find out the answer when we continue. The Zip Code Famous. Michael Groff Show.
0: Somewhere there's speaking... It's already coming in Oh, and it's rising At the back of your mind You never Could get in
1: Some great audio. I don't like to oversell things very often, but this is something that is phenomenal. It's as if fire and ice, night and day, hot and cold, did a show together. That is how I would describe Piers Morgan and Alex Jones on the same show together. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I think it should be called Matter and Antimatter. These two have to do a regular show together. I've determined this. Fantastic stuff. So, Alex Jones... This would be the second day in a row we're talking about him. Alex Jones made an appearance on the Piers Morgan show on CNN last night. This is TV gold. You can't do better than this. Here's what happens. So, uh, Alex Jones is one of these dudes. If you don't know, he is one of these conspiratorialist guys. Very extreme. He identifies himself sometimes as a libertarian. He is... Indeed, uh, a weirdo. He's one of these conspiratorial kook moonbat types that believes that just about anything that could possibly be a cover-up or a scandal or a conspiracy is. And, you know, sometimes you might even think that there's some validity to what he has to say. I'm not even going to discount everything that he has to say. I I did this setup on him yesterday because I don't want people thinking that I I disbelieve everything. It's just that there's a lot of stuff. We'll, We'll give you an idea. All right, so... He started the petition, I think he's the guy that started it, or one of his fans, started the petition on the White House website that has over 150,000 signatures to deport Piers Morgan. Because Piers Morgan, he's not just anti-assault weapon. He actually doesn't believe that Americans should own guns, period. He's uh, very much extreme on one side, whereas Alex Jones is very much extreme on the other. Alex Jones is pretty much anything goes... Very crazy. Well, the audio is going to speak for itself. So these two get together. And this is pretty much, there's a setup. He explains, you know, he introduces Alex Jones, and Alex Jones gets out of the gate running right away. Here's a little of this. Here's, <laughs> this. is. You have to listen to this, and this is exactly why these two should be mandated to do a show do together. me you now is one of the people behind the petition, Alex Jones. He's host of the
2: Alex Jones Show. Welcome to you. Beers, thanks for having me. Why do you want to deport me? Well, we did it as a way to bring attention to the fact that we have all of these foreigners and the Russian government, the official Chinese government, Mao said political power goes out of the barrel of a gun. He killed about 80 million people because he's the only guy that had the guns. So we did it to point out that this is globalism and the mega banks that control the planet and brag that they've taken over in Bloomberg, AP Reuters, you name it, brag that they're going to get our guns as well. They've taken everybody's guns but the Swiss and the American people. And when they get our guns, they can have their world tyranny.
1: That is Great. So that's, that just gives you a setup of who Alex Jones is. I told you, he has this very gruff voice, probably because he's been shouting for all these years on his radio show. He's on in like 160 markets. He's on XM Satellite Radio. If you have Sirius XM, you can hear the Alex Jones show. He has millions of listeners. He has a website that gets, I don't know how many millions of hits. He has this uh, site called Infowars.com where he has all of the conspiracy stuff you could possibly imagine up there, and then some. He takes every single story and comes at it from the conspiracy theorist point of view. So imagine the haughty, arrogant, narcissistic, extremely liberal Piers Morgan with this ultra, nearly anarchist, conspiratorialist moonbat, Alex Jones, together.
0: Well, uh, this is globalism on a grand scale, They're going to try and take away our guns, and uh, they're going to try and take away everything. Mao tried to take away the guns. Well, here.
1: This is a. This is him explaining all of that, I guess. Uh, I think this is what this uh, next part is.
2: The tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, 1776 will commence (laughs) again if you try to take our firearms. Doesn't matter how many lemmings you get out there on the street, begging for them to have their guns taken. We will not relinquish them. Do you understand? That's why you're going to fail, and the establishment knows, no matter how much propaganda, the republic will rise again when you attempt to take our guns the republic will rise again
1: if you attempt to take our guns i told you this guy is absolutely crazy there is some validity to what he says in the in the stance that there are people that feel this way there are people that think that if if the government ever tries to take the guns people are going to like have a revolt like 1776 not going to happen the government's not going to take your guns away There will likely be an assault weapons ban, but they're not going to come around door to door and confiscate them. I know that there's been lawmakers that have even suggested confiscating weapons, but that's just not realistically going to happen. You really think that's going to happen? I mean, yeah, he's right. All right. Um, I I don't think Hitler took away the guns. I don't think people in Germany owned many firearms. So I don't know if that's really accurate. All right. But I know that uh, others did. But okay. Alex Jones is one of these dudes that he might even make a point, but the problem is then he just goes and
0: he just gets insane. 1776 will happen again, you varmints. If you try to take away our guns, I'm telling you right now.
1: That's that's what I hear. And Piers Morgan is sitting there. He's like, I don't know what I've got myself into. And Piers Morgan is the other side of the, of the aisle. He, he has said before, he, he believes that people shouldn't own guns period. Not just assault weapons, guns. So look, it's two extremes meeting up. This is the other problem. You're never going to have a debate when you have two people on completely extremist and completely unrealistic sides of the aisle expressing their opinion. And you know, the problem with a guy like Alex Jones too, is that he makes people that want to be responsible gun owners people that just they want to have their second amendment rights and they don't want people infringing upon on him he makes americans in general and those people look like a bunch of nuts and they're not nuts but he makes people look like nuts and he has a lot of followers this is not a guy he's on 160 stations he's on satellite radio he started out as a little internet station or actually he started out i think on one small terrestrial radio station and he had um an internet show and his internet show is bigger than his radio station, than his radio audience. But from that, he wound up growing this empire. So now he has all these like hundreds and some stations and, um, and millions of followers and a lot of people that go to his website. He has a substantial audience and a lot of people that agree with him. As scary as that sounds. So he takes stuff that has a grain of truth to it and just runs with it and exploits that and just tells you that everybody is out to get you. The world, we're going to have a new world order. And I know people that believe this. I do. I know people, I'm close to people that actually believe we're going to have a new world order. And that there is going to be a one world government. It's coming very soon. And this is the kind of stuff that he talks about on his show. That tells you where he's coming from. But I'm fascinated by this. See, I would watch this. If this were on every single day, if Piers Morgan and Alex Jones did a show together, I would watch this every single day of the week. Absolutely. Let's try and have a debate here. Yeah.
3: Answer
2: me this question. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of the same old script here, bud. It's fine, bud. How many gun murders were there in America last year? Do you know? Uh, there were about eleven thousand four hundred and fifty-eight, and about seventy-four percent of those were gang-related, gangbangers shooting each other. You get three and a half to four okay, thousand. That w- that wasn't the how many people died from infections in hospitals? If I 197
3: thousand just, just ask a second That's question. right. <laughs> how many gun murders were there in Britain? How many year? great
2: white sharks? No, how many kill people murders. every year, but they're scared to swim? Right. How many gun murders were there in Britain? A like? very low amount. I already went over those how statistics. Many? Do you know? That
1: uh, was only a few hundred. No, no. Pierce about- Morgan is like this one-trick pony. He he has this odd correlation that because Britain had a very few gun murders and they have restrictive gun laws, that therefore gun crime will go down if you ban guns. Well, gee, I, get, I mean, alcoholism would go down if you banned alcohol as well. But it doesn't mean you reduce crime necessarily. It just... Anyway, I, I'm not even going to. I don't even want to get into the gun control issue anymore. I really don't. But I just. I find this argument so. So, anyway, Alex Jones continues. Gun
2: murders. I actually actually did pull statistics. Here, let me pull them out right here. I figured you'd do that. Gun murders last year. Oh, wait. UK year. violent crime, capital of Europe, London no. Telegraph. Here, let me it's give you quite more. quite a simple question. Well, that's the oldest. you very loud old, No, no, that's the oldest you make Perry a of Mason noise. tactic to ask me some little factoid. so not, not a little factoid. I already said earlier, We're talking about England a country. has a lot lower let gun try, crime rate because you me, took all the guns. Let me try exactly but my But you've course. got hordes of people burning down cities and beating old women's brains out every day. What a ridiculous? They statement. arrest people in England if they defend themselves. That's on record. My God, you have got a total police state. Everybody's fleeing that country because the old, you've had to flee here, bud. Why don't I've you tell folks? Here. Yeah, you fled here. Hmm. Why don't you go back and face the charges for answer, the hacking scandal? Answer this question. How many... Why'd gun... you get fired from the Daily How Mirror for putting out many... fake stories? How you're a hatchet many... man of the New World Order. How you're a hatchet many... man. And I want to say this right here. You think you're a tough guy? L- L- have me back with a boxing ring in here and I'll wear red, <laughs> white, and blue and you can wear your Jolly Roger. Okay. You know, <laughs> let's
1: try again. How many gun murders were? How have you...
0: <laughs> Alex Jones wants to throw down with here is Morgan. You have a, you put a boxing ring in here, and I'll wear my red, white, right, red, white, and blue, and you'll have your Jolly Rogers on, and we'll see. Alex Jones,
1: you have to understand. Alex Jones is like three hundred pounds. Alex Jones, he's supposedly like two years older than me. I think he's close to my age, like thirty-seven or whatever. Completely out of shape. Piers Morgan probably kick his ass. Pierce Morgan's not in great shape either, and probably twenty five years, twenty years older than Alex Jones, still would kick his ass. I think. I Man, I don't know. Alex Jones has got a retard strength though, so I don't know. Maybe. I I I don't know. I don't know who would win in that boxing match. But there you go. That's Alex Jones, of course, immediately wants to go to the.
0: Well, we'll see just how tough you are. What about a bit of boxing ring? I, blah, 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 blah. A Lot of boxing ring in here. <laughs>
1: Man, Alex Jones just throwing it down. (laughs) What the hell is this show? I love it. I would watch this every day. I don't care. I would pay for this. You're Jolly Roger. Okay. You know what? Oh, it's horrible television. And there's no debate here because, quite frankly, neither side is willing to listen to the other side. There's nothing to debate here. There's nothing. But that's not what I care about. I just care about the fact that these two people are so polar opposite. They're so insane and so different from one another. And that's what is so great about the world today. People like this can come together and completely just be stupid and have this kind of television. It's great.
2: Let's try again. (laughs) How many gun murders were there? Oh, you're going to ban your fist now? In Britain last year. Uh, How many uh, chimpanzees can dance on the head of a pin?
3: Hmm.
2: I already went over those statistics. Do you know the answer? Uh, No, I don't. You said
3: hundreds. It's very
2: low. You said hundreds. Yes. It's actually 35.
0: It's actually
3: 35. Against 11... do you, Thousand. F- do you understand hey. the difference
2: between 11,000 Yeah, England and wants 35. to ban knives now because tens of thousands are getting right. stabbed. But do you understand the, the difference? The knife doesn't a- kill people. Do you understand- the gun doesn't kill people. Yes. Listen, do you understand, do you the understand you're not going to pull on America's 11, heartstrings. 000. They know your script, mm. okay? You're not going to get our guns. By the way, you guys always say, we just want to take the semi-autos, okay, and all this other stuff. When semi-autos aren't even, uh, mm. rifles aren't even used but mm. in a fraction of the crimes, you can mm. pull those numbers up. Okay,
1: wow, I love it. Alex Jones just uh, is. See, this is the kind. This is the guy you can imagine now. You're standing in an airport, and you're there, and this is the jackass that's standing in front of you.
0: I'm not going to take my shoes off. You guys are part of the new world order. I'm not going to do. it. And you want to take out a boxing ring? I'll get on my red, white, and blue. And you have your TSA uniform on, and I will throw it down with you right now. La, 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 la.
1: Yosemite Sam is up here having a debate with Piers Morgan. The narcissist versus the redneck. Wonderful. The liberal narcissist against the anarchist redneck.
3: Do you know which weapon was used in the Oregon shopping mall mass shooting recently?
2: I understand that people... Uh, who are mentally ill on all the serotonin you know reuptake you know inhibitors who play the these shoot 'em up games want to go out and do this. Alex. Because there's criminals, I Alex. don't lose my rights, Alex. Pierce. Alex. Because there's criminals, Alex. I don't lose my rights. Just
3: answer the question.
2: Yeah. Do you know what the weapon used was? Listen, let me ask you a question. No, no, answer. I've got the FBI Alex. statistics that, listen, no, no. that okay. the so-called Let's semi-autos that you talk about. Let's take about, a break. Let me come back. Again, you're not going to get your guns. When we come back, try and answer <laughs> my question. Yeah, all you got to do gonna is, get is the sit guns. there and play little factoid questions. Overall, crime's gone up over twenty More- percent.
0: You know, I'm gonna.
1: That it wears me out. I don't know how he has. What does he do to his voice? He he has to be on his radio show screaming. I've heard his show a couple of times, but I haven't heard it recently. I have seen his website. People send me to his website. There are people that listen to this show that believe in a lot of the stuff that's on that website. That and uh, I think another one's Prison Planet. I don't know if they're one and the same uh, now, but they used to be different. Alex Jones, big into that conspiracy stuff, man. The one thing that Alex Jones said that I do agree with in that last clip was, just because there's crime doesn't mean I lose my rights. And I do agree with that. That has been a main problem that we've had in this country for a long time. And I'm not even talking about the recent gun violence. I'm talking about what happened after 9-11. So because there was a terrorist attack, now we take all of these extra precautions and all these measures at the airport, which are completely unnecessary and don't prevent terrorism whatsoever. We have people that can't even take their families to the gate or pick their families up at the gates anymore at the airport. And I know that's a small thing. I know that's just a... People always say, oh, Mike, that's such a minor thing. I don't know why you bring it up. It's little things. It's little things that that government does all the time in reaction to an event. It's little stuff where people lose their rights as a result of something else, something that was going to happen anyway and something that will happen again anyway, regardless of what you do. So in that point, maybe not necessarily on this issue but just on a grand scale i agree with alex jones on that one point there's a lot of stuff in here alex jones is one of those dudes when he argues with you he throws absolutely everything against the wall possible whether it's relevant or not he just throws a bunch of things at you and and yeah you know whatever sticks is whatever sticks and that's it that's the kind of argument that he puts up alex he's crazy i told you He's nuts. And uh, there's more. Oh, there, there's there's more. This clip is great. At one point in this next clip, Alex Jones starts doing a British accent to mock Piers Morgan. I think that's actually... <laughs> it's it's so stupid, but it is, it is hilarious. It, <laughs> and Piers is just... I, I have to admit, I will say this. Piers showed an incredible amount of restraint. He didn't even call Alex Jones a name in this one. Like the guy that was being totally reasonable with him, he called him a stupid guy and an arrogant jackass and, and a nut and all this. And um, this one, Alex Jones, Piers Morgan, I, I'll give him credit, doesn't call him a name, doesn't really insult him. He he just says, you're, you're acting ridiculous. And, and Alex Jones is acting ridiculous. But here, this... This is the best part. Who do you believe was behind 9-11? Oh, yeah. So, as you know, as I've explained, Alex Jones is the ultimate conspiracy theorist, and he has this whole thing about 9-11, and this just exposes how crazy Alex really is. Who do you believe was behind 9-11?
2: Oh, I absolutely know. I have the police on CNN saying, get back, they're going to blow up seven. I have BBC reporting. Who do you believe is behind I have the proof. I heard them on CBS radio. Who Alex? They announced they blew up the towers on CBS radio. New Yorkers all saw it and heard it. Alex, who do you believe? They blew up Building Seven. Who do you believe was behind it? The American government, criminal elements of the military-industrial complex, the same ones that staged Gulf of Tonkin, the Mm. same ones that staged Operation, the mass shootings of Operation Gladio. Right. Do you, the CIA, don't like this right
3: now? Do you mean that President Bush and his administration were behind (sighs)
2: 9/11? I mean that even mainstream news reported that the hijackers were ordered to be allowed into the United States. Michael Springman, the head of
0: the, the, head of the CIA, all these people. Uh, this guy, see what I mean? I mean that it was reported even on news that uh,
1: Building 7... 7- this is his other thing. That Building 7 collapsed several hours after the other two towers collapsed. And he believes that it was a demolition job. And, you know, look, the the buildings fell in a very odd way. And the fact that Building 7 fell hours later, I don't have an explanation for it. So his explanation is, well, it was was demolished hours later. It was blown up. Really, we don't have a reason why. He's one of these people that believes that um, it wasn't a plane that hit the Pentagon. It was a missile. So, you know, he's got an explanation for it. But this is just the subtext. This is where he's coming from on nine eleven. just to give you an idea. That
2: the hijackers were ordered to be allowed into the United States. Michael Springman, the head of the visa department, blew the whistle right. on that. So yeah. the Bush administration was
3: part of a conspiracy to murder thousands To murder, Americans. To
2: murder, um, I can speak in this accent as well. Yeah. The <laughs> but is that government what Hitler firebombed his own Reichstag, Pierce, <laughs> to bring in martial law in Germany April 27th. 1933, governments have staged terror attacks throughout history or allowed terrorists to attack mm-hmm. as a pretext to invade How many and enslave How many the populations. I, prob- cool. I probably own more than 50 firearms. Many of them have increased in value two, three, or even four times. I sleep very comfortably uh, outside Austin, okay. Texas, knowing Alex. that I can defend my family. <laughs> okay, Alex Jones.
3: This <laughs> is Infowars.com. This is the man who wants to deport me from the country for wanting to get no, rid no, of it's, assault No, no, it's, it's to point out you're a foreigner, a red
2: coat, here telling us what to do. Whatever. Go back to where they took the guns if you don't like it. The-
1: I, I have to say Piers Morgan actually was... He was behaving very, very well. He was actually very restrained in this, especially because he's often criticized for just yelling over his guests or just talking over his guests or filibustering. Well, in this case, he didn't. He was very restrained. He looked like he wanted to punch Alex Jones in the face several times, and I would have loved to see it. And Alex Jones looked like he wanted to punch Piers Morgan in the face, and that's exactly why these two need to have a show together. I don't care. Piers Morgan has terrible ratings on CNN. CNN needs to do whatever they have to do to tie, uh, tie down Alex Jones, get him away from uh, GCN or TRN, whoever has his contract right now, his syndication deal. Bring him on CN- CNN, do this uh, show with Piers, and the ratings would go up. Alex Jones fans would watch. Piers people would watch. Casual people would tune in. You would definitely get people away from Fox News. No question. You'd beat them every night of the week. What would you rather watch, Hannity or these two nut jobs go at it every night? I know what I'd rather watch. I would schedule my day around that. That is tremendous. All right, uh, we got to take a break. And uh, when I come back, I'll, I'll have more of this. Um, still have, a, Congress has incredibly low popularity. How low is it? We'll tell you about that. Michael shows Stupid News File and a lot more still coming up. It had been suggested at some point that I bring on somebody that's a complete polar opposite to me years ago. And I thought about doing that as well. I thought that would actually be a great idea. If I ever built this show and had a syndication deal and had the money to put it together or if somebody was willing to come on for a little while for free, per diem and uh, do this with me, that was a complete polar opposite. I know, look, it would probably just be two people yelling at each other for an hour, but I don't know. It'd be great. And people told me, well, it's been done before, Mike. It was There was Hannity and Combs. Look, Alan Combs is just not a capable debater. He is not capable. He was a weak liberal voice, and that's exactly why he was on with Sean Hannity, because Sean Hannity dominates a conversation and overshadowed Combs so much. I think something like that on my show or somewhere on, on TV I think that would be great Never happen, But it would be nice Alright We'll be back It's the zip code famous Michael Groff show Oh no you did And Bring it on
2: suck a fool The Michael Groff show
1: Michael Graff Show on a Tuesday, January 8th, 2013. Mike at KMGX.com. The email address, it's Mike at KMGX.com. Michael Graff Show, AOL Instant Messenger. Graff Show on Google Talk. Michael Graff on Twitter. And for everything else Michael Graff related, where you can leave your comments, questions, suggestions on this or any other podcast of ours, it's michaelgraff.com. While you're there, you can always make a donation to this program. We always encourage that. And, of course, you can sign up to get notifications every time a brand new podcast is posted. All of that can be done at MichaelGroff.com. Just when you thought you had heard enough about Lance Armstrong. No, there's more. He's back. The disgraced cyclist is set to make an appearance on Oprah. I guess this is where every celebrity goes when they want to apologize, whenever they want to have some sort of mea culpa. And that's exactly what Lance Armstrong appears to do. He will be appearing on Oprah on January 17th. And I don't know if Oprah is going to allow him absolution, but you do know that it's probably going to be a softball interview because that's what Oprah generally does. She'll ask him maybe one tough question. She won't ask him any of the questions that you or I want to ask. And I'm not even sitting here saying I would ask him one of those instant interview-over type questions, but it would definitely be a little bit more hardball than Oprah. Why did you do it, Lance? I I don't know. So uh, look for that. That'll be on the Oprah Winfrey Network on OWN on January 17th. Lance Armstrong, he's going to apologize, I guess, and come clean. That's what the interview teases, or that's what this... uh, this little press release teases is that uh, he's going to come clean and tell us everything. Oh, That's great. We already know everything. What could he possibly have to say that we don't know already? This Lance Armstrong's story is really just one of those things that strikes a nerve with a lot of people. Americans, I like to think, are pretty forgiving sports fans. We like to think of ourselves as such. And I think we are because a lot of baseball players that have been caught cheating... ...and come out and admitted it... ...a lot of fans have generally forgiven them. Only a few people have been ostracized by most of the fans. Generally speaking, Barry Bonds is still persona non grata... ...among a lot of sports fans... ...because the guy is a dick. The guy is an arrogant jackass... ...and he won't even admit that he did roids... ...when we know that he did. Now, he admitted to a grand jury back in 2003... But that was sealed testimony that was only uncovered a, a couple of years ago. Generally, he will never admit to have done, doing anything. And when he did admit to it uh, in front of the grand jury, he said, well, I did the cream and the clear. But I had no idea what I was doing. People are willing to forgive you if you apologize. If that's one lesson I've learned about American sports fans, they'll forgive you for just about anything. Remember Pete Rose? Pete Rose had this huge gambling problem. Pete Rose bet on baseball. Everybody knew that he did. He was banned from baseball. He did the one thing in baseball that you can never, ever do. On every baseball clubhouse, there is a sign. It says, do not gamble on baseball. If you do, it is a lifetime ban, a permanent ban from the sport. Coaches, managers, they always give their players this speech before the season starts. Every year in Major League Baseball, do not bet on the game. It will have dire consequences. You will be given a lifetime ban if you do it. And Pete Rose did it. He got caught doing it, and he got a lifetime ban. And then the fans were like, how could you do it, Pete? You were the greatest hitter of all time. At least you had the most hits of all time. And I don't know how you could cheat the sport like this. And people still said, though, if Pete Rose would just come forward and admit that he did it, a lot of fans would forgive him, and a lot of people would probably let him in the Hall of Fame or want him in the Hall of Fame And that was a big debate that went on for 20 years in this country. And finally, he started to come forward and he he would first, he'd say, well, I bet on other teams, but I never bet on, on the Reds. I never bet against the Reds. Then he said, well, okay, all right. I bet on the Reds some nights because he was the manager. He was a player manager and then he was the manager of the Reds. I bet on the Reds, but I never bet against them. All right. You admitted it. But the problem is he admitted it 20 years too late. After he was caught, he should have come out and said, you know what? All right, I did it. I bet on the sport. I know it's it's uh, against all the rules of baseball. I know it's even against the law to do so. But I did it. I got caught doing it. I, I apologize. He never came for it. He never admitted to it. And now with Lance Armstrong, he got caught red-handed. And, you know, he had such a great story. He had such a great story. He had beaten cancer. He was the ultimate, he could have been the ultimate American hero. Here he went over and he started competing in cycling once again. He won a Tour de France, which people thought was great. And then he won six more. What happened was the guy just, frankly, he got greedy. He won seven Tour de France titles. Seven. It's kind of like how Barry Bonds was a great player already. Before he ever took any steroids, Barry Bonds was probably a Hall of Fame player. He was a great defensive outfielder. He had great speed. He had uh, he was just had incredible ability. He was a phenomenal hitter, base stealer, base runner, had an incredible baseball IQ, could hit home runs, could steal bases, a five-tool player clearly. All right? But then he decided, oh, man, look at Bear, look at uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in that home run chase. and Look at all the attention they're getting. I'm already a top-shelf player, but I want to be better. I want to be the best ever. So he did steroids. And lo and behold, instead of just hitting 40 home runs a year, he hit 70 home runs, 73 home runs in one season. He broke Hank Aaron's all-time home run record for a career. And he was like that student in school that already is an A student, but he wants to be the A-plus student. He wants to have the highest grade in the class, the highest grades of all time. And so he cheated, and that's what happened. And Lance Armstrong, he was a good athlete. And even if he never won a Tour de France, even if he never won a major cycling title, people would have still respected him because he fought his way back from cancer. Had he stayed clean... People would have been like, look at this guy. Look at this story. He would have still gotten endorsements. People would have said, here's a cyclist. Here's a guy who had cancer. He beat cancer and he's still going out there and he's involved in competitive cycling. But no, he couldn't just do that. No, I, I not only do I have to come back, but I have to come back and be the best. And that's what he did. He came back, he became the best and then people started investigating. People went, Now, not only is... Is he better than everybody? He's beating records. He's winning all these titles. He's won seven. No one had ever even come close. I don't even know who the next closest was. I think the next closest was like, what, two? (laughs) Tour de France title, three? So he won all of these and people started going, you know what, something's up. And then rumors started to come about that something was up. First, it was just from a couple of uh, competitors who... They were like, look, I'm not any good. I will never win, but there's something wrong with this guy, and you need to investigate him. And some people, you know, initially it was like, ah, it's just jealousy. Ah, it's just the French. Ah, it's just the Spanish. Ah, it's just the European community. But then it was his own teammates. And then it was an independent group. Uh, It was, you know, the international, um, not the International Olympic Committee, but somebody else, uh, one of these international committees, that does the testing for all these uh, cycling events. And they went, you know, there's something up. Something's not right here. Now, Lance Armstrong, of course, pointed out, hey, I passed over 500 tests. Yeah, you passed basic drug tests. Okay, great. You weren't doing steroids. But then they found out you were blood doping and you were involved probably in some human growth hormones. So you lose, you fail. You're a cheater. And you know what's funny is, so he wants to go on Oprah. And there's a story about it here. And every single one of the comments, there's like 200 comments on this story. And every single one that I've read so far has been against Lance Armstrong. I've gotten through almost half of the comments. Every single one says, F you, screw you. We don't care about you. You could have been all right. You you know, but you're just a, you're a prideful jackass. I mean, everybody has basically the same take. Some people just are F you, and some people give a whole rationale, and it's always the same. You made Americans look bad. You made Americans believe in a story. The international community as a whole believe in a story that was completely untrue because you cheated. You could have had lots of endorsement deals. You could have had lots of people believing in you. You would have still garnered quite a bit of success and cash, but you had to be egomaniacal about it. So as far as I'm concerned Whatever happens to you, you deserve And I know he's laughing all the way to the bank right now I know he's got a a bunch of cash But if it hasn't happened already I know some of those people that gave him generous endorsement deals Are going to file suit And they're going to clean your ass out And good, fine Hope they do I see this picture of him in this article. He's got a big old smile on his face. And when he goes on Oprah, I bet he's going to have a big old smile. Or You know, he'll probably go on there and and apologize, maybe even cry a little bit. Oprah, I know, is not going to be tough on him because Oprah's never tough on anybody. I guess this is where you go now. Everyone just runs to Oprah. David Letterman ran to Oprah. We didn't even talk about that. David Letterman talked about how he had his big sex scandal and he had his uh, room where he brought in all these interns and where he had sex with different women and whatnot. David Letterman went to Oprah for that. Yeah, As the person who writes this article said, you used to be, you would go to Larry King or Barbara Walters. You you know, you'd go to a journalist. Well, I wouldn't recommend going to Larry King because he doesn't know what time of day it is anymore. I don't think he ever really did. He he never really had it that much uh, together, I don't think. Barbara Walters, though, at least you go to her and she would ask the tough questions. Oprah, whatever. All right. Let me have this for you. Congress, not popular. The congressional popularity rate is going down. And we, we've been documenting this now for about 10 years on the show. Remember when it was around 30% and we said, you know, this really speaks to the American people and their disgust for Congress and their dislike and distrust for how Congress is operating, and that this this is just a sign that there's going to be a major turnover in Congress and things are going to change, and look at how unpopular they are. And then that popularity went down further, went down to 20%, and... 19% 19% Remember a couple of years ago I said it, it's not going to get any lower than this It can't It was at 17% Back in 2010 Apparently It can get lower New figure out today says that Congressional approval rating is now at 9% And there's a list of things That are More popular Than Congress now and not very flattering things. Not things that you want to be more popular than you. According to this uh, poll, head lice, replacement referees, and root canals are just a few things that are more popular than Congress. This is according to the newest poll from Public Policy Polling. Congress has an approval rating of only 9%, which is the lowest in American history. Even Nickelback... <laughs> you for real. Even Nickelback is more popular than Congress. I never understood why people hate Nickelback so much. I understand it's kind of cookie cutter music, but I don't know. They they were on the chart for a long time and they sold a lot of albums.
0: This is
1: Just because they're from Canada doesn't mean you have to hate them. We accepted Bryan Adams just fine. This is more popular than Congress now.
0: All right.
1: Also more popular than Congress, colonoscopies. Yes, people would rather have a pipe shoved up their ass than give Congress an, a, a positive rating. Used car salesman, France, Genghis Khan, <laughs> and Brussels sprouts. All are more popular than Congress. Now, there are a few things that made the list that are less popular than Congress still. Including Lindsay Lohan Man, people hate Lindsay Lohan Lobbyists The Ebola virus Well, that's good I'm glad that the Ebola virus I mean, head lice are are more popular But at least the Ebola virus is less popular than Congress North Korea And meth labs Also of note, the Kardashians are less popular than Congress So, look, um At least for the moment, Congress is still doing better than the Kardashians. And Nickelback is doing better than Congress. So, you know. I wouldn't want that consolation prize. Well, at least you're more popular than the Kardashians. At what point do you think the American people just say, all right, we've had enough of this Congress. We're actually going to vote in all new people. Next election, everybody's out. Everybody. And then every senator that's up for re-election, every single one of them out. Won't happen. People can say how much they hate Congress, how much they hate the job that Congress is doing right now, how dissatisfied and displeased they are with the job they're doing. And uh, they, they may very well believe it, but then when it comes time to vote, They'll, uh, they'll continue to vote in the same old crap. They say that about John McCain here, too. Every time I listen to a talk show, ah, I can't stand John McCain. John McCain's terrible senator. He's not even a conservative anymore. And then they'll go out and they'll elect him by a margin. You know, he'll get 65 or 70% of the vote. Same thing with Sheriff Joe Arpaio here in, the, in Maricopa County. America's toughest sheriff, or at least so he says. And they'll say, oh, I've had enough of Sheriff Joe. And he gets reelected. Now, this time it was close. I think he got like 55% of the vote, but he still won. If as many people were outraged as claim are outraged, then I think there would be a big deal. I think you'd actually see a, a turnover. But, you know, when, people, when push comes to shove, when it's time to vote, pull the lever, draw the line, push the part of the monitor, whatever. Um, that's, that's just how it works out. I wish it were different, but it's not. But 9% approval rating. Something's got to give eventually. At 9%, you would think. (laughs) I just like this list of things that are more popular than Congress. Head lice, nickelback, colonoscopies. Would you rather watch C SPAN? Would you rather watch the goings on in Congress or get a colonoscopy? I don't know. That's a tough one. Me, because I'm a political wonk, I'd probably still watch Congress. I'd rather have that than a pipe shoved up my ass. At least for now. I was thinking about this after, you know, because I turned 35 last month. It's not going to be long before I have to start doing that. I think, what, at 40, you're supposed to uh, go in and, and get the finger and the pipe. And then we're supposed to look at each other and just talk about sports afterwards or however that works uh, when you get a colonoscopy. Yeah, France and Genghis Khan more popular than... <laughs> Genghis Khan? Genghis Khan? What a bizarre list. All right. Mike at KMGX.com is our email address. It's Mike at KMGX.com. Michael Graf Show, AOL Instant Messenger. Um, Graf Show on Google Talk. Michael Graf on Twitter. And for everything else Michael Graf related, MichaelGraf.com is the place to go. When you're there, you can leave your feedback, comments, questions, suggestions on this or any other podcast. You can always sign up for our email notifications so every time we post a brand new podcast, you'll get the notice. And of course, you can donate to this program. All of that can be done at the one and only michaelgroff.com. Been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. And um, we, we managed to get through this show without a single bestiality story. And for that, this show gets a gold star for me. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great one. Uh, good night, everybody.